Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag NFL. The Kansas City Chiefs are the champs. What in the name of Len Dawson and Buck Buchanan took so long? 50 (laughs) years, PK. 50 years. Somewhere Ed Podolak is smiling. Ed Podolak. (laughs) I don't even know he's on that team. He may have come later. No. Was he on it? No, no, no. I can't go back as far as you go back. Well, I I can't go back then. Well, I, just I mean, not know. literally. I just I'm, know from reading. But about I don't. I yeah. I never read anything. Yeah. I I'm just Otis. I'm Taylor. not talking about standing there or sitting Standard there watching, watching the game. Right. No, I'm just talking about just knowledge. How, how Your knowledge of NFL football is deeper than mine. That's what I mean. So I remember a guy named Ed Podolak carrying yep. the ball. I remember yeah. uh, Winslow in the long game and all that stuff. I don't. I don't know anything about, about those that. first few yeah. Super Bowls. The uh, the Chiefs are the champs, and there's a lot of people to feel good for. I know locally, a lot of people feel good for Andy Reid. For sure, we had yeah. Chad Lewis on the air. There's you know, a lot of crying, a lot of <laughs> devotion to the guy. Right? He's like the closest thing to Lavelle, other than Lavelle. I, I mean, everybody says so many great things about. Him Have you ever met him? I, I've never met him, but I haven't he, either. I mean, hearing what I've heard about him it really reminds me of myself. <laughs> okay, great. And I think the second group I'm happiest for, I think Chiefs fans have a lot in common with Jazz fans. They are hardcore. Their team has gone a long time without winning. I know they have one, and the Jazz don't have a championship. But when it's 50 years ago, there's a lot of Chiefs fans who don't have any recollection of yeah, that. Yeah, but, but all those Monday night games, and it's always chaos. A couple and of things coming here, up short. What? You know, you're not just a Chiefs fan, and likely nothing else. So you're probably you a Royals, Royals, and yeah. you, you may have Kansas basketball. Yeah, you might. So you might Kansas and Missouri there. So to take for instance places where I'm a little bit more familiar, the Eagles. Uh huh. And you know the, well, the they six, got all four. The Sixers haven't won one in a while, right? But the Phillies. But the Eagles just won one, and the Phillies yeah. have won some. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I think that softens the blow a little bit of not. Uh, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But I still think if you're all in on the Chiefs, and well, they've never all in now, they've never abandoned. They've. I mean, watching AFC West games, you don't go in there and see the place, you know, two thirds full like you see in Cincinnati. You know, where there's acres of empty seats or in Jacksonville or wherever else. You know, it just that, that's just been a loyal, hardcore fan base for a long time. And 50 years is a little too long to wait. And it's hard to feel sorry for the Niners because they've won so much. But then you realize they haven't won a Super Bowl in 25 years. It's been a pretty good wait for them. And now it's going to be 26 since they came up short. I thought the thing in that game that changed the game, because I picked the Chiefs and I thought they were going to do it. And they did it for the reasons I thought. But the Niner defense was so good for so long. But when they went hurry up with nine minutes left, that changed it. And we need to talk to someone who knows more about football than you and I. But I suspect that that took some of the steam out of the Niner pass rush, which was, I thought, defining the game and really giving the Chiefs problems. And in the hurry up, you know, those big guys are going to get gassed. Suddenly they throw two deep passes, one in each of the first two touchdown drives, which were really the game. The third one was, you know, it was over at that point when they got that third one. Uh, but, but I thought that switch to the no huddle gave the Chiefs what they had to have to get the title. All right, Chiefs fans, now's your time. Andy Reid, all you Andy Reid fans, how happy are you? Obviously, we'll hit it the rest of the morning. DJ and PK.
Hashtag Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz have had better stretches. As a matter of fact, I'm not exactly sure when they've had a worse stretch. Not this year, 0-4, and and they just can't stop anybody. They can't stay in front of the perimeter guys. And when Rudy Gobert leaves the game, we'll get into this more later, but when he leaves the game, the other team goes off. They go right at the rim, and they get there. Yeah, I'm wondering... Has this franchise since we've been here, which is really about my extent of my jazz history, although that's covering a quarter of a century, so that's a pretty long time now. Uh, I'm wondering if they've ever had two stretches back-to-back where they dominated and looked so good and had a starting lineup that analytically the numbers said that they were the best in the league, and then they followed up with four consecutive losses. I wonder if that's ever happened in Uh, franchise history. I don't remember that. I do remember it working the other way. I remember a stretch... Uh, Stockton alone going to the finals, and I think it was the first time they went to the finals in 97, that they went on an Eastern road trip, and they were terrible. All the guards went nuts. I remember all the talk about Stockton's lost, and it's finally over. He's beaten Father Time for too long. But really it was they were a mess defending the pick and roll. Uh-huh. And honestly, Carl Malone was in a little midseason doldrums. Like, eh, you know. And it got bad enough that it shook everybody, got the pride together, and everybody defended better, and they went on a massive run at the end of the year, and that's when we all realized, oh my gosh, they're going to get the top seed. They're going to be the favorite. They're going to have home court, and sure enough, they went yeah, to the Yeah, and I think we've seen that under Quinn yeah. Snyder. In the Quinn Snyder era, the team not play well, but not the and good then turn it bad. on. We've seen bad into good, but good uh, into bad. literally successful, success, what am I trying to say? Consecutively is the yes. word I'm looking for. Consecutively over 26 games, whatever it is, to be really good for 22, and then lose four in a row. That's the, that's an interesting phenomenon. It makes me think that this is a slump because if they weren't that good, then you wouldn't have won all those games before. And I know people right now, uh, and you know the snow's doing its deal here, so uh, I don't know if you're in your cars, but the idea being, well, yeah, they played all those crummy teams. I think it's more than that. Yeah, I don't think that these teams they played, and we can get into it, they're not that good. We talked about it on TV. They're not that – the opponents aren't that good. No, we'll hit it coming up at the bottom of the hour. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Well, the Denver Nuggets have done some really good things, but Detroit, that's a bad loss. Got beat in overtime, 128-123. Now, was that Detroit? Right, and Detroit shot 45% from three and 51% from the floor. And Derrick Rose played 13 minutes. You know, he, he'd been a little bit of a – he might be uh, – would they even have a comeback player of the year anymore? But uh, he might be a candidate yeah. because, you know, he's really good uh-huh. and then had a whole slew of injuries and seemed like he's found himself in Detroit. But he only played 13 minutes there. I think he only had two points. So a bunch of no-name dudes. And, my gosh, the Joker – Jokic, what a ball game he yeah. had. I he had mean, a huge stat yeah. line. Wow. Yeah. Had 39 wow. points. Triple filled double. up the stat sheet yeah. like he always does. <laughs> I don't get that guy, man. I'm thinking if he would have played for Majerus, Majerus would have called him fat and out of shape and yeah. blah, 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 blah. And he plods along, but he just puts up great numbers. <clears throat> I do think that uh, there have been times that, you know, Rudy Gobert runs the floor better than other times. You're asking a big guy to do everything and run the floor, and they're kind of like, okay, but only when it's really important. No big guy ever wants to say that, but I think we can look at 20 big guys in the NBA, and I think Rudy would be right there with the other 19, like, okay, but only when it's really important. I think it's really important when they play Denver that Gobert runs the floor and makes him run because he doesn't look like he's in great shape and he doesn't change ends in a hurry. He looks like he's always running, not even three-quarter speed. He's at two-thirds or half speed. 
And so, which is his fast, though. Run, sprint. <laughs> okay, you're either going to get dunks or maybe you're going to wear him out because he isn't in shape. What do you got to lose? They have problems with the Nuggets. This might be an area they got an edge. They got to try and exploit that. Uh, okay, and we'll see that uh, Wednesday night coming up because that's the Jazz's next yeah. game. But uh, I th- I, that's why when I look at some of these teams, you know, I'm not going to go crazy here. Although, my gosh, the Nuggets, but, they turn around and beat the Bucks the day after they I played know. the Jazz. That was a great, that's one of their best wins, if not the best win of the so season. So you beat the Jazz and the Bucks and you lose to the Pistons. Which leads me to think that this is life in the NBA, mm-hmm. and these teams who aren't good record-wise still have players capable of getting the job done any given night. Yeah, okay. I mean, I can buy all that. I think, you know, the other game, there weren't a lot of games yesterday because of the Super Bowl. There were four games and only two involved Western contenders. The other one was the Rockets. Harden missed a triple-double by an assist, had 40 points, and they beat New Orleans 117-109. And... You know, Houston just had a stretch where they weren't good, and they lost a bunch of games. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it looks yeah. like they're coming out the other side of it. If you're a good team, you know you can come out the other side of it. It's just a question. It's not that you're not going to go through it. It's how bad does it get? You know, is exactly. three out of five yes. the worst you yes. lose? Yes. Or do you lose seven out of ten? Right. You know, how quick, how much can you minimize the valley? The valley's coming. you got to minimize it. Yeah, and also, too, I can argue for the Jazz, you don't want to peak now anyway. What's the point? Well, I was saying that when they are on the hot streak, that this was coming. And actually, they put Conley back in the starting lineup at the right time. Remember I was talking about, don't do it when the team is hot. Do it when it needs a jolt. Now, it didn't work. They didn't win. But you could argue. Well, it, he was fine. Yeah. And you could argue they did come out and play better, at least at the start now. They didn't sustain it. Um, but that was the time to move him into the starting lineup. Move him in when things aren't going well. Not when you're on fire. Okay, They lost they three in a row. And, and like, okay, and now, I assume that's now going to continue. Yeah, I would think so, that's, too. I wasn't sure, but that's something you were more sure and believed it stronger than I I did, and obviously you've turned out right. Well, now it'll be interesting to see how they handle uh, close games at the end and if he goes in the finishing five. Because the starting five, I think you can give him, you know, the respect for his career, and obviously you're paying him all this money, and that's fine. Can't mess around with the finishing five. you got to have the team out there that gives you the best chance to win the game because that's when so many NBA games are decided. Now, the Portland game wasn't. You know, and I don't know. There may still be some lingering minutes restrictions. Yeah, yeah, there might be some situations where they can do some situational subbing, defense for offense type thing. Maybe. So you can have six guys go in there. Yeah, I have to figure that out down the stretch. Right. All right, there's the NBA, DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. The BYU Cougars with an outstanding win. You know, for the people who don't like college basketball, they're not as good. It's that, boy, you watch the NBA and then the college games. I I get all that, but it's BYU and St. Mary's. It's taken almost a decade here, but they built a pretty good rivalry between the two. The crowd was bigger because they knew it was a big game. They played a good game, and Yoli didn't play, in Baraga. And this rematch lived up to all the hype, all the expectations, and then TJ with the exclamation point to win the game. That was a great college game. That was a lot of fun as a fan to watch that game. You know, you want the energy of the crowd. And uh, I, I, from now on, I'm, I'm going to do a drinking game, non-alcoholic, of course. But I'm going to take a drink every time the announcers of the West Coast Conference is a lot better. <laughs> Come on, stop. What it is, you still got the same teams at the top. And those were, t- what, what BYU is a lot better. I think that's what it is. Gonzaga's Gonzaga and St. Mary's St. Mary's. 
BYU is better. And maybe San Francisco, you can argue, and I'll give you that. But, you know, the teams at the bottom still stuck and drag you down. But that's not what it was about. You know, they had 15,000 in that uh, building the other night, and it was rocking, and it was a great game. The Cougars get down, they get down by like 8 or 10, and I thought, oh, they're going to lose this they're game. In trouble, right? They're, yeah, in trouble. they're in a whole lot of hell, uh, uh, trouble here, as you say. And they came right back. Got it back to within a manageable deficit. And then Hall's making some great plays at the end. And it reminds me, I told you this story uh, years back when Little Stockton, what was his name, David? Uh-huh. I'm down in uh, uh, Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. And he's just going nuts. I mean, he's playing a great game. And after the game, Donnie Daniels was at Utah now. He's a longtime assistant. That I've known him, for, known him for 25 years. And I said to him, and he was an assistant Gonzaga. I said, what's the deal with David Stockton, man? He sure has really come on. He said he's a fifth-year senior. What do you expect? And he just said it so matter-of-fact. Now, Halls is not a fifth-year senior. He's a fourth-year senior, but he went away from mission and then uh, came. I think he went on a mission out of high school and then came back. But he's a senior now. And this is what you expect from seniors. And to his credit, he made a huge shot. And I just, I love the body language. He's coming around, taking, just rising up. He surprised me. I thought they were going to run some more offense and try to look for Childs. And Hawes just rose up, man, just drilled it like it was back in high school (laughs) when he was all that. And their team was all that. And you got that kind of confidence? That's just awesome. I'm happy for the kid. I'm happy for the fans, the staff, the players. I'm happy for everybody. And it was a great win for them. I really think it it goes a long way to getting them into the NCAA tournament. It does. Uh, they have to make sure they don't slip up here, but it was absolutely a great right. win for that. And they got to defend more. They're giving up too many points here, 79 in this, 80 points in a couple games before that. Uh, they got to defend better, or somewhere along the line, they're going to unexpectedly lose a game. Mm-hmm. They've won two out of these three. Okay. They've won two out of these three. And, and the Pepperdine, I can give a little bit of a pass on. I know they gave up points because they were just so far ahead. But uh, they got to defend a little better. And, and to your point, you know, they, I think they came back because they got a bunch of seniors on that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and then you and look at desperate. And then you look at the Utes, and they played well enough to beat USC midweek, and they didn't because they had a couple of runs, 6 0 in the last minute, and then in the middle of the game, it was 12 0, and they missed three big free throws in the last four minutes. And then you're thinking, okay, if you're good enough to compete with us, you're good enough to beat UCLA, and they're in that game. It's a four point game with nine or 10 minutes to go, and then they give up a 17 2 run because they're hoping to win. A lot of freshmen, yeah. they don't expect Oh, we on the Utes now. Utah, it's about development. This yeah. year is development. you got to find ways to develop, and then you got to hit it hard next year. If you don't do that, then you got issues. The Aggies, uh, man, San Diego State, they, I thought they had them right where they wanted no, them. they didn't. <laughs> they were never going to win that. Clyde Leonard, Doc Rivers, most of the Clippers there sold out. And I'm thinking, I was telling my wife as I was watching that game. Fool's gold? No, Fool's no, gold at halftime? I'm time? saying I, I'm so happy for the San Diego State people because I feel like I was there in the dark days, uh-huh. Peterson Gym. Right. And to see that arena, it's a beautiful arena, bowl. You, you walk in, you're at the top, and you go down. To see it packed like that, Kawhi Leonard, Jersey retirement, their best player in history, there was no way. They would have had to have a 30-point lead with three minutes to go. DJ and PK. Golf. Tony Finau, so close, PK. A two-shot lead with two holes to go, and Webb Simpson comes home birdie-birdie. That putt at 18 was makeable. 
It guess, was. You know, and he had the putt in regulation. Right. He had the putt on the first playoff hole. I mean, it was makeable, but it was much more difficult. Right. And he was coming out of the trap on that. I think there's two things. The shot, the tee shot on 17, where he thought he was going to carry the bunker, and he didn't. I don't know why he didn't go for it. Maybe if he goes for it, he puts it in the water because it's a short, reachable par four. And I think it's the only hole on the tour where there's been a hole in one on a par four in the history of the mm-hmm. tour. And uh, so he goes in the bunker and he bog no, he pars. And then Simpson goes two putts birdie, 18. Simpson makes the putt. I got to give it to him. Then he makes the putt on 18 again. In so the, yeah. the fact that Tony only parred 17, that was a problem. I don't list it as a choke because he did go from 17, 18, 18, 18 being played twice. He did go par, par, par. Simpson won it because he went birdie, birdie, birdie. This, That's awesome. That really is. Yeah. That was, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. He just had a bogey at 15. You thought he'd right. be the one who right. was shaking. Right, right, right. He went birdie, He brought it home. There was a couple years back when Fowler had the same situation mm-hmm. and he gagged. By just get he didn't play well. Because of bogey. Tony Don't make bogey. didn't lose it. Simpson won. Took it away. He took it away. All right, DJ and PK, we got more of the jazz coming up next. There's what is trending. Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 the zone.